So in this podcast, I want to talk about not panicking when it comes to a situation that you're faced with a kid. Right before I got my full-time professor job, I was an assistant principal for a very uh, long period and then at the high school level and then I left and I wound up uh, as an assistant principal in a preschool and it was great. I love the kids, um, but <laughs> that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is that the first day on the job, my principal said, you have to take over the school. Uh, she had an emergency and she's like, you're going to be in charge and I don't know for how long. And I was a little bit in shock because I had never run a school before. I had been uh, number two. Um, and the first day, uh, she said, go out to the bus and if there's any problems, here's my phone number, my cell phone number. So I went out to do busing, and this was a very big preschool in Manhattan, and as you can imagine, it's very different from working in a preschool in the suburbs. The kids come out of the bus, and it's a big operation. There's buses from every borough, and make a long story short, within the first 10 minutes of my taking over the building as principal, we had a student who wouldn't get off the bus, and this was a, a four-year-old, and he just was screaming, and the matrons were like, we have to get this bus out of here. What are you going to do about it? And it was like being in between a rock and a hard place. So talk about not panicking. Uh, the teacher, luckily the teacher came to bus duty, and we convinced the kid to get off the bus. But no sooner than he hit the pavement, he threw himself on the floor, and this is in the middle of Washington Heights, and started writhing around the floor, screaming and tantruming, and the bus took off, and the other buses took off, and needless to say, we had to protect the student because now he's on concrete flailing and now the neighborhood people are running all around and looking at us and, you know, giving us suggestions and they're horrified. And this is my first day taking over the building. So talk about panicking. I really was sitting there not knowing what to do and just I'm in a dress because I want to make a good impression. And this kid is flailing and he's grabbing at my dress and screaming and I'm more worried about his safety so I take out my cell phone and I call the principal who said don't call me unless it's a real emergency and now you're on the job for 10 minutes and you're calling me which made me feel real secure and I um I said what should I do um she said pick him up by the pick him up by the arms and hug his chest and get him off the pavement. I'm like, but that's, I just took training and I'm not allowed to touch students. That's, that could be a restraint. She said, what are you talking about? You're, you're taking him to safety. And so in that moment, I knew that I kind of had to deal with my own um, wits and my own 
uh, I had to call on my higher self to deal with this uh, situation because the advice I was getting was just like, okay, now you're bothering me and you're not really running the building well and thank you very much. So we got the teacher and I managed to get him off, at least off of the sidewalk. We managed to um, take him by the back of the arm safely and move him up. And now he's flailing on the stairs. And there's an a wrought iron railing, and he's like writhing around, and he's screaming and screaming and screaming. And all I have to say is I just kept thinking look at all these neighbors looking at us, look at all these people looking at us, and how can I keep this kid safe? But my point is that there's a still small voice that told me it was going to be okay. I wanted to go home, but I couldn't. And I thought, this is going to be okay. So some parent came, the parents were coming by, and they were giving me looks like, what? And some guy who was a parent said, you know, I could I could pick up the kid and I could bring him in for you. And I'm like, yeah, that's all I need is a lawsuit. So I said, no, thank you, thank you. He's like, sure, sure. He's like, look, look at. So I was hoping and praying that the neighbors like wouldn't call the TV station or something. But we we managed to get him inside. We managed to um get him inside of the building and all I can think of is how he was then throwing himself uh, against the metal door again the first day of the job so in came the team and some people wanted to help and some people didn't help and I realized that hey now it's my job to tell people what to do and so the school psychologist came over and she stood there and talked to him in a in a soothing voice, and I said, you know, let's just get everybody out of the way, because parents were opening the door, and so in the moment, I basically had to handle things by being calm and being centered, and the school psychologist took over, and we got him, some of the team members helped, and we got him to stop sobbing, and I think I said something to them and him, and we we managed to work it through. So when you're in the throes of these situations, how do you stay centered and how do you stay focused? And the thing is to visualize the end goal and to just know not to panic. I felt panic, but I didn't act out on the panic. I had to think on my feet. And that's what a lot of classroom management is. It's about thinking on your feet. I'll share another situation from the same job. There was a kid who bit and scratched and would go for people's legs. Another young kid, very young, and he would curse. He would curse like a sailor, and he would use language that would put me to shame. He had four-letter words that I did not even know, and the staff was constantly calling for help and constantly... Uh, calling for a team uh, they would call CPI, meaning crisis prevention, when this would happen. And I, um, one day, he would bite and scratch everybody. Everybody was getting injured. And one day, I just looked at him, and I said, 
Jerry, not his real name, you are not going to bite me today. You are not going to scratch me and you are, this is unacceptable. And he just stopped dead in his tracks. And he just looked at me like I had some nerve because everybody else was dancing around this little fella and they were using like, this sweet little voice, would you, would you not do that? You're going to get your privileges taken away. And I just used a commanding kind of voice and I said it with authority. And people actually said things to me like, you can't talk to him like that. That's almost borderline abusive. I said, what do you mean? Using a firm voice is borderline abusive? I don't think so. And you know what? He stopped and he, I could see the wheels clicking. And anytime I came into that classroom, it's not that he respected me, but he related to me and he would not act out like that in front of me, to me, because that's, uh, I made it very clear that you're not going to treat me in that manner. And trying to translate that into teaching him how to treat others, that was a whole other, you know, lesson as far as social skills. But in the moment, I didn't panic and I didn't go into that mode. Maybe it's because I was sort of forced into that situation as a leader. I had to show the team. But the whole idea is not to panic and to think of what the best outcome would be for all parties. Thank you for listening.